you've got to include the person you're after. You've got to make them feel like the hero when it comes to your marketing. Welcome to the Must Increase podcast, where it is our mission to increase his name through your church. I'm Bo Snyder coming at you with our first bonus episode. We will be doing these periodically, so always be on the lookout for those. It's just a way to say thank you to our listeners. And as always, it is our goal to give you as many tools and resources as we can to help you grow your ministry. Today's bonus episode comes from the Loving and Leading Conference that we attended earlier in 2018. Luke, the founder of Must Increase, taught a session on the creative director and the importance of church marketing. Uh, We trust this will be a help to you. So here's Luke. When we think about being a creative director, like I said, What can we do to be better? Because I probably the biggest thing for you, if you're in this position, like I said, whether you're the full-time creative director, whether you're an assistant pastor and that's part of your responsibilities, whether you're an assist or or an actual senior pastor and you're handling it all, or maybe you're a volunteer and you're contributing or taking care of it. And we all probably fit in one of those categories. Uh, What can we do? What can we do to uh, lighten the load and make it more effective? So we're going to go through a few principles, a few ideas, because as a creative director for five years, and Bo is also a creative director for a few years as well, uh, for a uh, both of us, actually, story, Both we both actually worked for the same church. I actually uh, left the, uh, the position to start my business, um, and then Bo came in to fill it, and he did it for like two years, and then I was like, we got to work together a lot, because I still go to church there, and I was like, hey, dude, just come work for me. Uh, so that's how it all worked out. Um, but uh, what can we do, though, to make your life a little easier, to, to save that hassle, but also make it more effective? So the first thing that I've got here is simplify. Budget with money, okay? You've worked with like a financial budget, which we'll talk about that too. And you, you go and you, you, know, you start to break everything down in a spreadsheet or a budgeting app or whatever. You start to look at what you can cut. Oh, we don't need to be spending money on, you know, you know, whatever ridiculous subscription box this is where we're getting dog food every month, okay? Uh, whatever it may be, we, we, we could cut this out, we could cut this. Uh, you, you, you do that because you analyze what you're doing or what you're spending, and you're able to cut it out. So if you're able to analyze what you're doing, how you're spending your time, how you're spending your resources, and you can simplify and cut some things out that you don't need to be doing, or maybe you're spending too much resources on something. Here's an example. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but it's a good example nonetheless. Uh, for years, the church I was working at, we have, every fall, we have a revival. Uh, revival service, we set up like a, a tent out in the back of our property. Everybody comes under the tent. It's a really cool experience. Um, but uh, uh, for years, we advertised that in, uh, like we paid for local newspaper ad space. Uh, and I think even a couple of years, we sent out like mailers to the community. Well, after we did that a little bit, we were noticing away from the community showing up for these meetings. And we sat back, we took a step back, and we said, all right, let's, let's, let's just kind of analyze what we're doing. Well, we realized this meeting is not for our community. It's for our church. And it serves a very important purpose for our church. It's a revival meeting. Uh, and yes, our community is welcome to attend, but it's not something that we need to necessarily invest a lot of time and resources into telling our community about it. 
because our you know we were going we're putting who's going to be speaking and you know the schedule and it's like no one out there cares you know they don't care that you know even though we may care oh cool you know uh name a speaker awesome that sounds awesome but the people out in your community they don't know who that is they probably don't and so we kind of said let's simplify what we're doing where you're able to save some time and money by simplifying the process so that's just an example of how simplifying can really help you in this position so a few things to simplify first is your philosophy if you start here with your philosophy of what you're doing as a creative or a media and when i say creative director another term for that's a media director another term like i said a lot of times this falls under the responsibilities of an outreach director because they're trying to figure out how they can reach their community so marketing is a part of that uh, and the creative aspect but simplify your philosophy. Now, this is where I'm getting repetitive if you were with me last time, but I think it's so important, it's worth saying again, and that is our story framework. So I'll try to move through it quickly, but like I said, concisely. And for those of you, hey, it's like I said, good repetition, good to kind of have it reaffirmed. So when it comes to a story, there's three different aspects. Well, there's more than that, but there's three essential components that every good story should have. So why are you talking about story? We'll see why in a minute. When it comes to a story, you've got a hero, You've got a conflict and you've got a resolution. So you've got a hero, a person who uh, they, they, they may not be perfect. I was just talking with Owen about this. They may not be perfect. They may not be like you're, you're great. Usually they're just an ordinary guy who runs into a problem and figures out a way to conquer that problem and become a better person as a result of it. So when we talk about Jesus, Jesus used, uh, what we think, he used parables in telling a story. So we have the, in the parable of Good Samaritan, we have the traveler. He's our hero. He's our main character. Obviously, he's got some shortcomings. He made the choice of going on this treacherous road and got robbed and whatever. So his problem is the robbery, the beating, and then also the, uh, the, the priest and the Levite who passes by and ignores him and leaves him there to die. But then we've got the resolution, which is the Samaritan. He comes along and he displays kindness and uses of his time and his money to uh, help him to nurse him back to health. Uh, and so why is this important to understand in your marketing? Because, as we talked about in the last session, people connect to story. And if you use a story philosophy in crafting your marketing, you can really simplify your marketing while making it much more effective. So I will go ahead and be political again, like I was last session, and talk about how this compares to political campaigns. In the case of the past three presidents, our, our past three presidents we've had, and we actually could look at both of their campaigns because they've all served for two terms. We could look at both of their campaigns. We may even be able to go back to the president, uh, to Clinton as well, but I'm just talking about the past three, the 2000s, if you will, George Bush, Obama, and Trump. They have used a story framework as their campaign. They made their campaign tell a story, and they placed the voter as the hero of that story. So just as recently as Trump, he made uh, the voter, especially the back, uh, you know, kind of the backwoods of rural America voter really seem like the hero. Like, hey, you're who everybody, you're the unsung hero that everybody forgets about. And Trump, in spite of his, you know, really what's kind of an arrogant, arrogant nature, um, he was actually able to put that aside to an extent to make the voter look like the hero. Then he exposed all the problems, the corruption of government, drain the swamp, the economy, you know, uh, the different moral issues that were uh, in our nation, you know, maybe the, um, uh, the Supreme Court and all those things. And then what was his resolution that he proposed? Vote for me because here's the platform I stand on and here's the promises I'm going to make. And regardless of where you stand, like I said, we can look at Obama did the same thing because the problem with McCain 
uh, you know, passed away recently, I know, but his problem was he made himself out to be the hero. Maverick, that was his campaign. I'm a maverick. And yeah, it's okay, resonated with some people, but to most people they were like, okay, the voter was left out of the story. With Hillary Clinton, it was all about, I'm with her. Uh, feminism, equality, okay? Regardless of where you feel about that, morally or whatever, it was a bad position for her to take in that way because she left the voter out of the story. You've got to include the person you're after, you've got to make them feel like the hero when it comes to your marketing. And so if we want to use that, like we were talking about a minute ago, in the case of a revival service, how are we going to market a revival service to somebody who's already at our church? Well, we're going to place our church member as the hero. They're the main character. And we're going to show them problems. Hey, you might be backsliding. You might be dealing with complacency. You might be de dealing with some spiritual decline in your life. That's not good. That's a problem. And everybody experienced it. Don't worry, we're not, we're not getting on you specifically. Everybody experienced it. Now, I'm not saying that you don't need to preach hard and preach against sin. That's not what I'm saying at all. This isn't about how you preach. This is about how you are marketing anything and everything at your church. So you point these problems out. You say, hey, right, we got revival services coming up. It's going to be a refreshing time. It's going to, we got, we got some powerful speakers coming in that God will really use to solve this problem. So that's how it works with maybe someone who's already at church. But then let's talk about someone who's not churched. And let's look at how the unchurched person, once again, placing them as the hero or the central character of the story, pointing out some problems they may be experiencing. Maybe they're experiencing some disconnect, having trouble making friends and relationships. Maybe they're new to the community or maybe they've been there a while. Whatever reason, it's, it's a very real problem. Uh, and then uh, maybe spiritual depravity. Maybe they're backslidden or they're not saved. And then you say, hey, our church provides a sense of community. It provides the people that can support you and be friends with you and, and you have those relationships. And you'll get that spiritual fulfillment through a relationship with Christ. So looking at this again, once again, I feel so bad for those of you I'm repeating for, but look at this again. This is just a typical statement that you might see on any standard, you know, outreach material for a church. You will find our church to be welcoming and hospitable. During each service, we have programs for children and teens. Join us for any of our three weekly services, Sundays at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We look forward to meeting you. Typical statement. Nothing wrong with the statement in and of itself. But a lot of times we use this as the primary statement or, uh, if you will, um, uh, not necessarily slogan, whatever. You, it's, it's kind of our primary thing we put out in front of everybody when really this should be secondary. And here's why. Because every church has, is, claims they're hospitable. Every church has programs for kids and teens. Every church, maybe they don't have all three services, but they have services and they can tell you when they are and they can tell you where they're at. There's no story told here, though. So you're less likely to engage the unchurched. You're less likely to engage the person of community who's looking for, uh, for a church. So... Let's, let's bump this down to maybe our secondary statement. And let's make our primary statement something like this. In a society where genuine relationships can be hard to find, our church provides a welcoming environment of ordinary people whose lives have been changed through the love of Jesus Christ. Experience an authentic relationship with God and connect with other believers by visiting any of our weekly services. Now we left out a few details from the last statement. We didn't mention their specific times. We didn't talk about our kids' programs. Those are good things to mention, by the way. You should include that on your website, and you should include that on, uh, on, on your marketing materials in one way or another. But it's not going to be the captivating statement that engages them because this 
statement tells a story. It presents a problem right off. Right off the bat, it says, in a society where genuine relationships can be hard to find, isn't that the truth? We talk about social media. We talk about uh, people just kind of being like, like zombies on their phones. And, and, and people just, just nowadays, people are more hesitant to get to know people because society, you know, morally it's declining and people are more unfriendly and, you know, you might be talking to a serial killer. You never know, honestly. Uh, and so it's harder to make relationships nowadays. Uh, well, hey, there's a problem. Well, we also, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I'm experiencing that. Our church provides a welcoming environment of ordinary people. We don't necessarily have to state, hey, you're the hero. But by saying ordinary people, they say, wait, that's like me. I'm ordinary. I'm nothing special. Deep down, we all admit that. And so you say, we're just ordinary people who had our lives changed because of Christ. And you can experience authentic relationship with God and connect with others. So once again, we're reaffirming what, what, what we can solve the problem, or we're reaffirming that we can solve the problem we stated early on, and we are saying we're even kind of casting a vision for their future by saying, look, you can come over here, and you can know God, and you can connect with other people. And so when we change our philosophy... And we maybe adapt this story frame philosophy. And you don't have to use it, but I've seen it and it's effective. And, and I, I've seen other churches use it and other, and this isn't just churches using it, it's businesses. It's everything is story and people are connecting with it. So if you can use these three elements, and there's more than this. By the way, storybrand.com. Is that you familiar with storybrand? Anybody? Storybrand.com. There's, there's a resource I'll throw that out there. I'll try to remember to email that to you. It is a marketing company that they're, they're not, uh, they don't specify and work with churches. They work with any business. But that's where this idea comes from. In fact, they outlined seven uh, uh, parts of the framework. I only pulled out three. Uh, all seven really are important. And if you want to make your marketing of your church more effective, I highly recommend storybrand.com. There's also a book, uh, uh, Building a Story Brand, that's good as well. So simplify your philosophy. So get the, before we do anything else, get that philosophy. What can I do to make my philosophy of marketing and outreach easier? What can I do? Not just easier because I'm lazy. No, because if you make yourself more efficient and you streamline your philosophy, you can streamline everything else. Well, there you have it, our first bonus episode of the Must Increase podcast. We hope you enjoyed that. And again, we will have more bonus episodes periodically, so always be on the lookout for those. Also, please remember to subscribe, share the podcast. That is always appreciated. Until next time, I'm Bo Snyder with Must Increase, where it is our mission to increase his name through your church. Mm-hmm.